Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. It is Saturday, so I'm kind of here with Sarah, but kind of not. We're on we're on Zoom right now, right? I was about to say Skype. Hi, Sarah. Hey, happy Saturday, everybody. So if this sounds different, that is because life and Sarah is at her house and I am in my office and we are just going to knock it out anyway because we've got lots of great questions from you guys and I just really like doing these Saturday episodes even if we are a little remote. I know. I do miss you and I miss Rumi. Yes. Rumi is up in his crate in the air conditioning because he just has been on like a barking kick lately. He just likes to talk, which, you know, maybe he knows there's mics and stuff and he wants to participate. I don't know, but he's up in the vocal. Yeah. He's super vocal. Don't you think he's gotten way more vocal? Yes, I do. So much. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm not sure if I love it or I hate it. Kind (laughs) of both depending on the moment. All right. So we are going to give away, last week we did the energy sticks, right? Yeah, you gave the winner a choice and she chose the energy sticks. Yep. Well, let's do a choice thing again because I was thinking we would do digestive enzymes and probiotics, but now I'm thinking, or you can choose protein powder because we have the one that we both drink and really like. Mm -hmm. So you can either have digestive enzymes and probiotics, a bottle of each, or your choice of a plant based, super delish, very creamy, not gritty or grainy at all. Uh, Protein shake, either vanilla or chocolate. Which one do you drink? I have now had both, but I primarily drink vanilla. I really like them both. And I was just saying to Sarah the other day, because I don't have a kitchen anymore, so the blender is packed up. I was like, I might move it out to the office because I'm starting to feel like I could maybe tolerate a smoothie. Mm. And I miss them. Yeah. I have mine every day. I know. And you usually bring it here and I'm always like, that looks so good. So I might, I might make a little smoothie station someplace in this office and do it. But we will announce today's winner at the end of the show. We give something away on every single Saturday episode and it's really easy to enter to win. You can either leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, basically the same thing as iTunes, or... You can leave a a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or you can post on either Facebook or Instagram, but be sure to tag me so that I see it, either your favorite podcast episode or an episode that you've loved or something you've loved from any particular episode. And if you do all three, you get three chances to win for that week. So definitely enter to win because we just give away stuff we like, which I don't know. I think we have good taste in that kind of stuff. 
I do too. A little biased, but I think we do. Uh, so we'll announce today's winner at the end of the episode. Before we dive into your questions, two reminders, the most important of which is that we right now are in the middle of our six weeks of free group coaching. If you are on the wait list for our fall 12 weeks to transformation, every single Monday, at least, there's going to be a couple bonus ones as well, but every single Monday at a minimum, I'm sending out these short coaching audio or videos based on your challenges, based on your struggles, based on where you feel like you need support. Because number one, I want to get to know you before registration opens for our fall session, which is just a few weeks away. And I want you to get to know me and my coaching style. And a lot of people haven't worked with a coach before, so it's just a really great opportunity to do that. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform, or even easier, just go to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 646, and the link will be right there. Don't miss it. Also, you'll find there that the Nutrition Fundamentals course is now open if some of you are interested in that. That is a self-guided course with video and audio modules talking about metabolism, nutrition, fats, carbs, proteins, all of that good stuff. It's just sort of a one-stop shop because we definitely cover that stuff on the podcast and you can sift your way through 650 some odd episodes to find it. But people are really asking for it to be all in one place with additional resources right there for you. So go to the show notes page if you want to check that out, learn a little bit more. Primalpotential.com forward slash six, four, six. Lots of stuff going on right now. I know. And I was actually looking at the nutrition course yesterday and there are a lot of nuggets in there. Like yeah. that is a huge resource for people. Especially if you're somebody who feels like you need a little bit more of a primer on hormones or how metabolism really works aside from all the myths and half-truths out there, or you feel like you're not quite sure you really have a handle on fats, dietary fats, and like which ones are really great and which ones you want to minimize, it's a great resource for that. It is self-guided. I'm not in their coaching, but uh, if you purchase it, you get access for a year, which is more than enough time to go through all of the modules. And I'm super excited about it. I think it's just a really quick and easy, really affordable resource to learn more about your body and your food choices. So head to the show notes if you want to check that out. We, as always, have a whole bunch of questions. We do. So I'll start off with the first one here, which is, is real change even possible when you live in a household with people with the same weaknesses so you are unable to support each other? I love talking about this sort of thing because what we believe about the people in our lives can really be a valuable asset or it can be a hurdle and a roadblock and something that holds us back. To the question, you know, is real change even possible if you guys have the same weaknesses and aren't able to support each other? Yes, absolutely. Because while support is wonderful and it makes you feel better and it can make things easier, it's not a requirement for change, you know? In fact, I write about this in Chasing Cupcakes, but I used to wish more than anything that I could go on NBC show The, the Biggest Loser. It was like really big when I was maybe in like my early mid-20s or so. 
And I used to daydream about submitting a video. I didn't because of fear or whatever else. And I'm really glad in hindsight that I didn't. But I thought if I could just live in this bubble where everybody's trying to be healthy and the foods in there are really healthy and the only thing I have to focus on is eating well and moving my body, like, of course, I would crush my goals. Like, duh, it would be so easy. I almost put myself in a bubble like that when I was in my mid to late 20s, just a few years later. I was married at the time and while my former husband was emotionally supportive, as in, I support whatever your goals are, he wasn't eating the way I was eating. We definitely shared a lot of the same weaknesses in that he loved starch and sugar and going out to eat and overeating and that sort of thing. He definitely was not um, physically active or any of that. But within that, I still isolated myself. I didn't go out to eat. I didn't go to social settings. I would turn down invitations to do things. I didn't travel because I believed that if I really controlled my environment, I would be more successful. Here's the downside of that. Then you never develop real world skills. Because in real life, whether it's people in your home or people outside your home, people in your office, strangers on the street, they're gonna have different preferences. They're going to have different priorities. They're not always going to be supportive. They're very likely to say, oh, come on, live a little, have some dessert. And these are essential skills to develop, being able to own your choice and stand for what matters to you, no matter who's doing what around you. And I wish I had developed those skills sooner. So the truth is, it doesn't matter what somebody in your house does or doesn't do, wants or doesn't want, asks you to do or doesn't ask you to do, pushes you to do or doesn't push you to do, you are still in control of your choices. If you believe that you have less control over yourself when they eat this or they say that or they do this, that is on you, not on them. You have total control of your choices, of your actions, of your inactions, no matter who is around you or what they are doing. So whether you live alone, or you live on the Biggest Loser Ranch, or you live with a bunch of people who are eating ding-dongs, ho-hos, Doritos, and cupcakes all day long, you can still change. It is about you. It is not about anybody else. And that belief and that practice will set you free and enable you to thrive in any situation. And this isn't just about food, right? Because like alcohol. Sarah, I'm sure you can relate to, I know when uh, you and I were doing a detox a few months ago, you still went out and people around you drank alcohol. I did. And you had as much control to say yes or no as if they were doing the detox with you or not, because they weren't. Definitely. And it can be challenging. But that is a skill. Yes. Otherwise, if you don't have that skill, then you are a follower, which there's a time and a place for. And maybe you're okay with that at this point in your life. But if you want to change, you can change. If you set yourself up to believe, well, if they're all having dessert, it makes it so much harder than for me. 
it's the same decision whether you're the only one making it, you're alone or you're with others, it doesn't really matter. And that is the mindset we have to bring to these situations, whether we have support or we lack support. So true. All right, this next question is, I am struggling with balance and not falling behind into the dichotomous thought of severe restriction versus gluttony. All or nothing. Good old all or nothing thinking. I lived in this for um, most of my life. I was either severely restricting in the very much, you know, nothing camp, no sugar, no starch, none of that, or total overindulgence, eat whatever, I'm off, I'll start tomorrow. I believe that one of the best things that we can do to create change in our lives is think differently. So if the current way of thought or the historical way of thought is either this or this. What we can practice is, well, what are the other options? What possibilities exist beyond the extremes? I write about this, I think in Chasing Cupcakes, if not it's podcasts and webinars and a million other things, I lose track of what's said where, but exploring the middle. It's no different whether we're talking about food or we're talking about alcohol or we're talking about money. It's not either you're on budget or screw it, let's go shopping. There is a million options in the middle and we have to begin to explore the middle. It's not either I have the cookies or I have nothing at all. What is in the middle? Oftentimes what I do is, and this was really a practice for a long time and now it's a pattern, I'll try a bite. Or typically what I usually do is I smell it and I see if it smells like it's worth it, which you can't always tell. But I do this even if I'm not gonna try it, like lately with alcohol, uh, if my boyfriend gets a drink, I'll smell it and just like, that's kind of my limited experience of it. But with food, I might touch it, I might smell it to get a sense of whether it's worth it. And then from there, it's the whole spectrum of, do I just wanna taste it? Do I want to have three bites? Do I want to have half? Do I want to have just one? If I'm going to have cookies, then maybe I'm not having alcohol. Or if I'm going to have pizza, maybe I'm not going to have dessert. But begin to explore the middle. This person says they're struggling with the balance of not falling into all or nothing. And I would say, instead of seeing this as a struggle, see it as a practice of pursuing the middle. And as with all things that we practice, sometimes we're gonna have a really great practice and sometimes we're gonna be like, I was off, like way off. And that's, that's the essence of practice. So whether it's related to pizza, alcohol, spending, dessert, sugar, a whole day, a single meal, see it as instead of a struggle with all or nothing, pursuing a practice of what bit of the middle feels good. Sometimes it might be a bite. Sometimes it might be a half. Sometimes it might be, you know what, we're going out for ice cream, but because of that, I'm going to keep my dinner really clean or whatever it is. It's always gonna look different because there are 50 million variations in that middle. Start to practice trying them out. I have thought of you several times when I've been out to eat because I, I'm the type of person that once I order something or purchase something, I want to eat the whole thing just because I don't want to be wasteful. Mm -hmm. But 
I've, I've kind of gotten away from that. And that, like you're saying, like just try a bite, try a couple bites. Cause I figure I, I'm already, I already have it in front of me. So I don't have to eat it. Right. And to me, it's more wasteful to eat something when I'm not enjoying it mm-hmm. than to not eat it and either have somebody else eat it or bring it home because it's not either I eat it or I throw it away. Right. And that's where a lot of people struggle. Like, oh, well, I don't want to waste the money. Take it home. Let somebody else eat it. I have, I happen to go out often with like a human hover vac. And so if I, if I don't eat it, my boyfriend usually will, but oftentimes even he'll just say, pack it up. I'll take it for lunch tomorrow. Or I might want it for lunch the next day or, you know, whatever. So it's not always it's either you finish it or you waste it, that kind of goes back to what's the middle. My sister and I, when we go out to eat together, we often split whatever we're ordering. Like we'll just get something to share or we'll get two things to share. And typically one of us prefers one more than the other and that just evens it out and we have options for what we take home for leftovers for ourselves. Um, But with all things going out and what to do with what's left, even in that, pursue the middle. If I would normally eat it because I've paid for it or drink it because I've paid for it, what are three other options? That is kind of pursuing the middle, practicing the middle, exploring that middle. Love it. Okay, this next question is, I am continuing to read your book, Chasing Cupcakes, and due to the plethora of questions, I have anxious and overwhelming thoughts as to not only answering them, but also understanding what they mean. Can I just give kudos for like some big Scrabble words in these questions? <laughs> because we've yeah. had dichotomous, we've had plethora. Like if we were playing words with friends, we've got some, we've got some smart cookies here. Um, okay. So for those of you who have not read Chasing Cupcakes, let me add a little bit of context so that this question makes a little bit more sense. The primary tool I use in the book is questions. So throughout the book, usually at the end of the chapter, but often sprinkled throughout, and in the appendix at the end of the book, is a total of about 220 or so questions to ask yourself to help you think differently and to break out of past patterns so that you can create change. So this person's saying, there's a ton of these questions. So I'm having you know, trouble answering them and also understanding what they mean. Here's what I would say about this. Take one at a time and not understanding is the beginning of your work, not the end of the work. So sometimes what happens when we read something, if our first thought is, I don't get it, we just move on. And what we do when we react that way is we miss an opportunity to grow. That I don't get it, or I don't feel like it, or that doesn't make sense. That is your red flag. There's learning here. There's an opportunity here. And the other piece of it that I think is so important is that there is no right or wrong. The the best way to learn how to answer something or think about something when you're first unsure is just to dive in and start. Instead of, oh, I don't really know what to do. So maybe what you do is you pick one question. And if you're first like, well, I don't really know. Great. If you did know, what might you think? 
how could you take this? Start just putting your thoughts down instead of censoring them because this goes back to something we talk about often, which is the handicap of the learning model that most of us grew up with in school that tells us there's a right answer and a wrong answer and we have a really strong emo emotional aversion to the wrong answer. We need to break that because changing is not the same thing as learning. And these questions in the book are meant to help you change. It's not a quiz, right? You're not looking back through to go, oh, what's the right answer here? It's not that at all. So I just grabbed, before we started recording, I grabbed a copy of Chasing Cupcakes off the shelf. So I'll give you a couple of examples. One of the first questions, before the book even starts, there's a getting the most out of this book chapter. And one of the first questions is, what do you want most? And I know that some people will be like, well, what do you mean? Like, for my health, out of this book, out of this day? Yeah, <laughs> pick one, all of it, none of it, whatever you think of, there is no right or wrong. You will learn about yourself and you will create change in the way you think by diving into the question instead of stopping yourself because you're not quite sure of the right answer. That is the learning model. We're here for the changing model. Another one of the questions before the book even gets started is, what changes do you want to create? Again, well, like today with food, what do you mean? With my relationships, with life in general, like the universe? Yeah, all of it, any of it, anything else. There is no right or wrong. Just dive into it. The practice of not having to have it all sorted out in your head before you start will change your life in and of itself. I could go on and on and on about that, but I won't. I think mm -hmm. that's, that'll suffice. All right. What are you doing to manage your Hashimoto's hypothyroidism? More Scrabble words, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing lots of syllables at you. Um, okay, what am I doing to manage my Hashimoto's thyroiditis? Um, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune thyroid condition that I was diagnosed with a couple of years ago. And essentially what it means is that your body can attack your thyroid as though it's foreign. Obviously, that's not a good thing. I did try traditional medication for a handful of months but I got off of it because I felt really strongly that I could do more by myself. That was just my decision. That was not medical advice. I am not giving you medical advice, not even a little bit, just sharing my experience. The most important things that I do specifically for my Hashimoto's are avoiding things that are pro-inflammatory that would be anything containing omega-6s. And it's not about perfection, but generally looking to minimize or avoid. Omega-6s are found in corn products, but also in most processed foods. Um, and focusing on anti-inflammatory foods, I take an omega-3 every single day. And I really try to get salmon, that's my omega-3 in the wild, preference. You could do sardines or anchovies or anything like that, but I try to eat salmon, wild-caught salmon, at least once, preferably twice a week, but I take those omegas every single day. Sleeping more has been huge. You guys know that for a long, long time, no matter what time I went to bed, I would be getting up at 4.30. I'm much more flexible. Even before I got pregnant, 
I was more flexible with that, going to bed earlier, sleeping in when I felt like I needed it. That was really huge. And I tried to be a lot better about avoiding toxins. I was always mindful of this, but I kind of dialed that up, got a water filter installed in the house uh, as opposed to just like having one on the fridge or in the fridge or something like that. Um, and minimizing use of plastics. But I also, for hormonal health overall, really, really focused in the last six months on my microbiome. There is a huge link between all of our hormones, including thyroid hormones, and the microbiome. And I would say of all the things I've done the last two years, that's probably made the biggest positive impact is supplementing specifically for my microbiome, which is not just your gut, right? Because your microbiome is all over your entire body. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, this listener was wondering if you use any recovery supplements or foods to aid with workout recovery. I have just started to lift heavy again, and I'm finding after heavy compound workouts, my muscles are sore for days. Great question. And since she's asking about me personally, if I do, I'll answer that and then I'll also answer more generally. I don't and I haven't uh, at any point taken like post-workout recovery supplements or eaten differently after a workout for recovery. With that said, I'm not training for hours and hours a day, right? Uh, at most, I would do an hour of CrossFit and could be sore the next day or maybe two days later. Uh, but I feel like for me, that normal workout window of say 20 to 20 minutes to an hour and a half doesn't really require specific nutrition other than good quality nutrition. Obviously, it matters that we're fueling our bodies well and we're staying hydrated and all of that stuff. But if I work out at 10, what's my post-workout? It's called lunch. If I work out at 4 p.m., what's my post-workout? It's called dinner. Within that, though, nutrient density really, really matters. You're not going to recover well if you're not fueling your body well, but that doesn't mean we need to add in lotions and potions afterwards. If you feel like your soreness is abnormal, and we're differentiating here between pain and soreness. I'm not talking about pain, I'm talking about soreness. One of the most important things to make sure we do after a workout that leaves us a little bit sore is stay mobile. They say that lotion, no, motion is lotion. And that is really, really, really true. Sometimes if we're really stiff, we'll be like, oh, I'm not going to the gym today because I'm so sore from yesterday. Actually, go. Don't go and tax the same exact body part, but you've got plenty, right? Like if you just did legs yesterday, you've got your back, you've got your shoulders, you've got your core, your biceps, your triceps, you've got tons of other options. But motion is lotion. Movement is one of the best things that you can do because think about it, it accelerates blood flow and nutrient delivery throughout your entire body. That is going to help you recover. And then obviously hydration is huge. The caveat I'll add is that, of course, everybody is different. So if you feel like I'm doing all those things, I'm staying really active, I'm mobilizing, I'm stretching, I'm foam rolling, I'm getting really active after my workout and the days following my workout, and I eat really well and I'm staying really hydrated, then switch up your nutrition a little bit. 
try adding a little bit of carbohydrate after your workout. Start your sugar, a piece of fruit, a half a sweet potato, a half a cup of rice, something like that. See if that helps. Do it consistently for, say, four to six workouts and see if you notice less soreness. Or maybe you're somebody that needs to add that before the workout. That has not been true for me, but that doesn't mean it's not true for you. So those are my thoughts on that. Before we announce the winner, because I think that's the last question, isn't it? It is, yeah. Before we announce the winner, can you believe that like one more weekend and we're going to be into September? No. No, I can't. I we're can't actually we were talking go back about to this. school. I know. My sister already went back. We were talking about this the other day because I was like, once you get into fall, it's basically January. Yeah. And baby is due in February, mm -hmm. which is terrifying. Yeah. Like I went into a store the other day and all of the Halloween decorations were already out and it oh made me want to just turn around and walk outside. Oh my gosh. I just need time to slow down a good clip right now. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Yes. Big time. It is going so fast. And with a house to renovate and a baby on the way, like <laughs> I mean, September can wait, <laughs> like really, yes. really, really wait. Cause I feel like the fall always goes by the fastest. I know. And it's typically my favorite time of the year because it's Amazing. just so beautiful around here and it kind of quiets down and I feel like people settle into a rhythm and, um, yeah, I don't want that to go quickly. I want to savor that. Help me savor that. I'll try. <laughs> I know Promise. with everything going on, it could just be like a blink and I have a bunch of travel in the fall, Ascend is in the fall. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff going on in the fall, but I just want to like really drag out the days big time. Me too. Are you doing we'll work on it this weekend? Um, this weekend I have a friend coming down and staying with me so that I'm sure we'll do some fun kind of touristy things, which will be nice. And what about you? I am really thinking that I am going to go up to Maine for a handful of days. Yeah. And, and that house is sort of like a beach kind of. Yeah. It's right off the ocean. My mom will be there. Um, chances are some of my cousins will be there. It's always a different crew every week. But I think I just need to kind of take a beat. Yeah. And it would probably be nice to go to a place where there's kitchen appliances <laughs> and counters and balls. I might not leave. I might not leave <laughs> until they turn the water off in October because it's a seasonal place. But I just, I have not been up there yet this summer. Yeah. You need to get up. I know. So I think, I think I might do that because then when I come back, I go to California. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Good. All right. We have a winner and today's winner is from Apple podcast. She left an amazing review. We don't have her name. We just have her screen name. So if you are S K L U, how do you even say that? Sklu 4k one. How would you say I, that? I would do the same. I was very curious to see how you're going to approach that. <laughs> Glue, S-K-L-U-4-K-1 on Apple Podcasts. You are our winner. You get to choose if you want either a bottle of probiotics and a bottle of digestive enzymes or 
a container of our favorite plant-based protein shake. You would choose vanilla or chocolate. Either way, Sklue 4K1. Thank you for your review of the podcast. And put a big smile on my face. Email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H, at primalpotential.com, and we will get that out to you no matter where you live, because we get this question a lot. Do we ship internationally every week? Like, <laughs> yep. Sarah has become a pro with customs forms. <laughs> I think the postal service sees me coming in and they all like run to their lunch break. <laughs> those customs forms take forever. They do. They are That's just, okay though. We're yeah. happy to do it. We absolutely are. So Sklue 4K1, email Sarah. The rest of you guys, be sure to enter to win. And if you are not already on the wait list for our fall 12 weeks to transformation, get on it. You do not want to miss the five more weeks, four more weeks, depending on trying to think of when this airs, the four or five more weeks of free group coaching that goes out every single Monday to that list. Just go to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash six four six or primalpotential.com forward slash transform. All right, Sarah, till next time. See you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.